0: Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for August 5. My name's John Mason. It's great you could join us. On the stroke of 12 midnight in Sydney, the year 2000 and the new millennium began with the word eternity emblazoned on the Harbour Bridge. For some 35 years, this one word had been written in chalk 500,000 times on the streets of Sydney by Arthur Stace. Eternity became the mystery and fascination of the city. Living in the light of eternity in a troubled world is our theme today. We'll begin with Psalm 95, followed by the Lord's Prayer. Further prayers drawn from an Australian prayer book, 1978, will be led by Andrew Pearson. Catherine Jacob will bring us a reading from the New Revised Standard Version, and my reflection will follow. Andrew is the Dean, Senior Minister of the Cathedral Church of the Advent, Birmingham, Alabama, and Catherine is a member of the ministry team there. Music is also from the Cathedral, under the direction of Dr. Frederick Teardew and Zachary Hicks. Let me now read from Psalm 95. Oh, come, let's sing to the Lord, let's make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let's come into His presence with thanksgiving. Let's make a joyful noise to Him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. And now as we turn to prayer, let's pray as our Lord Jesus Christ is taught.
1: Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth, as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
0: And now a prayer for this week. Lord God, you know that we cannot put our trust in anything that we do. Help us to have faith in you alone, and mercifully defend us by your power against all adversity. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A prayer
2: for all in authority. Almighty God, the fountain of all goodness, we humbly pray you to bless all who hold positions of authority and public office in every land so that all things, especially in these uncertain times, may be ordered in wisdom, righteousness, and peace, to the honor of your holy name, and the good of your church and people, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A prayer for everyone in need. O God, creator and preserver of all people, we humbly pray for all sorts and conditions of men and women, that you would be pleased to make your way known to them, your saving power among all nations. Especially we pray for the welfare of your church, that we all may be guided and governed by your good spirit, so that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. We commend to your fatherly goodness all who are in any way afflicted or distressed, with any kind of sickness or sorrow, anxiety or need. Especially we pray for family, friends, those who are known to us. Lord, we particularly pray for your comfort for those who are grieved by the loss of loved ones at this time. We pray for the ongoing research into a vaccine and cure for COVID-19. We also pray for the many who are out of work, give wisdom and compassion to leaders, enabling them to facilitate an effective economic recovery, and so provide opportunity for work for everyone. Lord, we also pray for those who are in physical, mental, or emotional danger at this time. Father, may it please you to comfort and relieve them according to their needs, giving them patience in their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. All this we ask for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A prayer for peace. God of the nations, whose kingdom rules over all, have mercy on our broken and divided world. Shed abroad your peace in the hearts of all people and banish from them the spirit that makes for conflict so that all races and people may learn to live as members of one family and in obedience to your laws. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.
1: A reading from Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: At midnight in Sydney, as the year 2000 and the new millennium began, the word eternity lit up on the Harbour Bridge. The backstory is the personal story of Arthur Stace. Born in poverty to alcoholic parents, he had little education and became a petty criminal, an alcoholic and homeless. In the aftermath of World War II, he joined the lines outside St Barnabas Church, Broadway an Anglican church in Sydney that provided food and shelter for the homeless. However, to get a meal involved first hearing a sermon. Arthur Stace turned to the Lord Jesus Christ. One night, at another church, he heard a sermon on the text Isaiah 57 verse 15, which reads, For thus is the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I wish that I could sound or shout Eternity to everyone in the streets of Sydney, the preacher said. We've all got to meet it. Where will you spend Eternity? Taking up the challenge, the almost illiterate Arthur Stace started chalking Eternity in a distinctive copperplate script on the streets of downtown Sydney. For over 35 years, he chalked an estimated 500,000 times the word Eternity. Eternity became the mystery and fascination of Sydney. And how important this word is for our world today. A world challenged by a pandemic with its drastic health, social and economic consequences. Eternity opens up a new way of looking at life. In his letter to the Colossians, chapter 3, verse 1, Paul the Apostle writes, So if you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. In the first two chapters he tells us that with the coming of Jesus Christ, the new age of God's kingdom has dawned. This new age coexists with the old, which the New Testament refers to as the world. For the present a door is open allowing people to pass from the old age to the new. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, Paul puts it this way, God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of the Son He loves. When we come to our senses and turn to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour in heartfelt repentance and faith, our whole relationship with God changes. In Colossians 2, Paul speaks of everyone who turns to Christ as dying with him. Now in Colossians 3, he says, So if you've been raised with Christ, while physically we're still in the old world, God's people now move in the sphere of resurrection life. And Paul wants the light of this sphere of eternity to fall on everything we say and do. Live, he says, as though you belong not to the earth, but in heaven. Now, it's natural to let the concerns of this world dominate our hearts. But Paul urges everyone who has this new life in the Lord Jesus to see the challenges and troubles of life through the lens of their new, resurrected and eternal life. Because Jesus Christ is at the right hand of God, he sits on the throne of holiness and great power. No longer should we feel that we are helpless victims of a troubled world with all its faults and failures, disease and death. And when we truly see that life now is fleeting, we will experience a greater joy and peace as we centre our lives more and more on the risen, ascended, enthroned Lord Jesus. Paul develops this. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. He says in verse 3, From God's perspective, everyone who lives without Him is dead. We may be healthy and enjoying life, but as far as God is concerned, we're dead. Our relationship with Him is meaningless. However, when we truly turn to Jesus, God raises us up to a new life with Christ. For the present others see only our physical bodies. The reality of our new and eternal life is hidden. Indeed, because those around us cannot see, let alone understand the life we now have, there will be misunderstanding, mockery and even anger at the lifestyle changes they observe. But because our faith is grounded in the God who keeps his promises, what is now hidden will one day be disclosed. Everyone will see it. Paul puts it this way in verse 4. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. In today's world of scientific progressivism, the idea of Christ bursting through the skies in a blazing display of power and glory seems pure science fiction. But the Bible leaves us in no doubt. From cover to cover, it tells us the world is going somewhere and that the final outcome will be the return of God's King. Do you realise it's only some 28 lifespans ago, a lifespan being 70 years, since the events of the death and resurrection of God's Son? During the course of His public life, Jesus had predicted His death and resurrection. He also spoke of His return in the same way that his death and resurrection were fulfilled, is it not conceivable that his third prediction will also take place? And when he returns, what a day that will be! The present age will be seen for what it is, passing. And the pure joy and glory of God's people will be manifest for what it is, an experience of life in all its fullness, for all eternity. Eternity awakens our minds to see life now through the longer lens of a time without end, of God's country. It's nothing short of a miracle that Arthur Stace's one-word sermon on New Year's Eve of the new millennium was seen by an estimated four billion people around the world. In this troubled world, let's live in the light of eternity and the return Of god's king almighty god you've conquered death through your dearly beloved son jesus christ and have opened to us the gate of everlasting life grant us by your grace to set our minds on things above so that by your continual help our whole life may be transformed through jesus christ our lord who is alive and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit in everlasting glory. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen.